Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Good morning welcome to the Outdoor Line, streaming live on northwest.com. Don't forget about the live video feed on 710sports.com and, of course, the venerable the Outdoorline.com with blogs, videos, podcasts, and pictures of Joey Pyburn holding Muley Buck deer, which... Uh, Wow, that that could be one of the earliest mentions of deer season that that we've had. Oh, um, let's let's get into hunting season I, right now. I, uh, I'm ready to go. You've got through the end of the month to put in for your multi season here in Washington. Yep. You've also got through the end of this month, I think, to put in for Montana, right? Yes, correct. Um, and uh, I'm talking a little bit about hunting because we are going to talk a little bit of hunting today. Um, but but we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. This time last week, you just couldn't wait to get out of the studio. You couldn't wait because you headed over to the peninsula, and uh, you spent a little time on on the saw duck. On the, the bogey. bogey. I'm sorry, yeah. the bogey. And, uh, and a little bit of time in CQ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, went over with a buddy of mine. Uh, Matt Chandler's running some ops out of there, out of CQ, um, Get Hooked Northwest. He's doing some chartering out there. So he was out there. He had clients on Saturday and Sunday and just had an open boat on Monday. And I thought, well... I get out of here on Sunday, go out early, and and I wanted to hike the bogey. So you can hike up a couple miles, oh, yeah. and then you hit the Nas- um, <laughs> Olympic National Park boundary. It's a fun walk. <laughs> well, it, it, I'll tell you what it's it's beautiful. It's, it's amazing. Be- it's beautiful if if you I have mean, if you have four foot long legs, and 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 a, and a thirty inch waist. Okay, then it's beautiful at that point. Yes. So we hiked uh, a couple miles further into the the Olympic National Park. Uh, so we we're about four and a half miles up the river, and then jumped out onto the river. Um, do you know what they call it? A rainforest? Yes, they do. Why? Um, because it's not dry, <laughs> dude. <laughs> and it, and, I, and it has cedar trees laying down that are six feet. At a minimum, and did you do you see any that honest to gosh the trunks were twelve were, oh. were ten or twelve feet? Oh yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, mean, I, we, I was ta- like, listen, we were taking pictures of trees. Yeah, that's. It's, it's, I mean, yeah, they're know, like dinosaur they're pieces of wood. Yeah, but uh, I've been in some some rain, mm-hmm. but this was intense, yeah. and it it never stopped all day. Mm-hmm. It just poured down rain, and I beat my poor friend up. <laughs> he got back, and he was like, I'm never I'm doing never anything with you ever again. Dude, I used to do that, and and, and and so when they have the general rifle elk season out on the peninsula, it's in November, yeah. and you go out there, and, and I mean, I had the Filson wool and the wool-rich bibs and stuff like that because it was the only thing, and, and it would rain so hard that the, the rain would hit your shoulder, start putting like making a creek down the middle of your back separate across your buttocks and fill up your socks with mm-hmm. rain I, I mean just and that's what you were in last sunday well and here's one cool thing i i got to test out my well, new there's stone something cool about <laughs> socks full of water look yeah. i had a great time because i was dry all day i okay. i had my brand new stone glacier g7 okay. rain gear okay. and it was the perfect test for it because right. you know 
usually in rain like that, it doesn't matter how good your gear is. Eventually, sure. you're gonna get the rain is going to find yep. a way in. Yep. Um, but I was dry all day, and, and uh, it was a beautiful hike. We didn't catch any fish. We found an elk shed on oh, the riverbank, yeah, which yeah. was a, the highlight of my day. Yeah. <laughs> um, did, you, did you bring it home? I did. I, I actually gave it to Lance. There we um, go. Because he for, suffered you through the, the you hike. Got the, you got the you got the the shed award. Yes. For for following Pyburn up the Bogusheel Canyon. Yeah. But then on Monday we went out and uh, we launched the boat out of Nia Bay. Uh, bumped into our buddy Mike Mike Lawrence there at sure. Big Fish. And uh, we got to get Mikey on the show pretty soon too. Yeah, it's, he, it's, it's time to talk Nia Bay. For he's sure. out there fishing, catching lingcod. Oh every yeah. Day. yeah. Um, but we ran around the corner. You know, out to tattoo should just again. That area is amazing. It is. The sun it, popped out for a bit. It was beautiful, and the bottom fishing. If you like catching bottom fish and you like to eat them, head to Nia Bay right yeah. now because the fishing is on fire. We just uh, had John uh, Titus and Matt Chandler and Chris Sherwood check in before the show, and three really good sticks. And, and they did an awful thing to the bottom fish population. They did. Was, and they're doing another awful thing yes. to them this morning. Um, and and I just have to say that I'm looking at the, the marine forecast right now, and it's south to 10, becoming southwest in the afternoon, west swell two feet at nine seconds. Yeah. Great. That's as flat as you will ever see the ocean in March. And and that means that Westport is wide open today for bottom fish. That means you could get off off the bar at El Waco. You know the the ocean's open for business today, dude. And business is really really good. And and you know those guys were getting into numbers of lingcod that that were incredible and just and 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 black rocks that were just automatic and a, and a really nice size class sure. out there. Um, yes. And and one thing that because it was just Matt, myself, and my buddy Lance on the boat. You know, I I wanted to test a bunch of stuff out. Lancer jigs, yep. they sent me a yep. bunch of jigs, and I wanted to run a bunch of different colors and, and see if it mattered. And for those that you don't know, uh, Lancer jigs have a really unique lead head that meshes with the size of, of the soft tail that's really elongate. And okay? they, they look killer they in the do. water. They do, and, and the, I think the smallest one you can get is probably 12 to 15 inches long. It's just got a whippy whippy tail. Well, no, there's some small. No, ones no, no, no. They have little tiny. Oh, they do have little tiny. Yeah, they sent me little tiny oh, no ones, kidding. all the way up to 33 ounces. Okay, like there we big go. Boys. Yeah, and those but, are monsters, two feet long. Um, but I, I wanted. So they got little black rock doodly bobs too. Well, huh? yeah, that's what, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I ran a little one corrected. all day. Um, but <laughs> with, I wanted to do with Procure, Procure squid, squid, scent. and I greased that thing yeah. up, and and I wanted to test stuff out because when you're on a boat with a guy. Like, like Matt, you know, he's out there all the time, and he's great at running the boat. And I, I wanted to fish herring. Yeah, we dyed herring gr- uh, green for bottom. Our fish. green label. You went, you went to the <clears throat> trouble of dyeing her- herring. Matt for bottom Matt fish. Dye, Matt dyed up some herring for okay. me. Yes, all right. I wanted natural. I wanted green. Okay. I wanted to be able to test some stuff out. Okay. Matt had done well on green before, so I was like, well, let's let's run that. So we ran just like. Um, you know, like you do, half-hitched herring sure. on a mooch, little yeah, short yeah. mooching rig, ran that down there, reel it up a few clicks, and just let it work along the bottom. Automatic. Uh, I stuck my buddy Lance in the bow. He'd never caught bottom fish before. And I caught one right away, and when I pulled it up, it burp, 
burped up a little burped up a little candlefish oh, about that no big. Kidding. So I we put a little silver what, one of Bubba's Puget Pounders, Excuse a little me. silver. Got content analysis check right yes. here. Let's match the hatch, boys. Yeah, and the first I took that little candlefish that it burped up and I stuck it on his hook and I said, Send that down there. And that his poor first, candlefish got eaten twice. First drop he got he caught a nice black rock. And he stayed up there in the front of the boat with that Puget Pounder, and he caught everything. He caught yeah. the first two yeah. legal lings that we – not legal, but the first two that were right. good enough size for us to keep. Matt, he caught a uh, – Lance caught a little tiny uh, green ling. Mm. Matt put that on, ling ran candy. it down, and caught the biggest at that point ling cod. Um, and then uh, – I always think it's funny when your guide or your charter captain gets a little queasy. Yeah. Oh, no, from this. he didn't. No, you can't say that. Tell us on No, I, I have to. Because listen, listen. He. I never I told looked, anybody that Austin Mosier got sick his first day in Sitka last year. I, I never looked, said that. I, I noticed he got quiet, and I was, yeah, just, uh-huh. I was just roping. I was running uh, a lancer, <laughs> and I'm just roping fish every every drop. And pretty soon, I, Matt was quiet, and I looked back there, and he had a weird yellow shade mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. And I said, oh. He was dyed as green as his herring. You're not feeling good, are you? And he's like, hmm, mm. really. He goes, but I'm yeah. good. And he just toughed it out, which so, is impressive. It is. It is. But it's, then I'm, I'm running a live bait rod on one side of the boat, and I'm running my lancer on the other. And Matt just kind of sat down and ran the boat and kept us in place. So I was busy back and forth. And... um at that point, we'd lost our little greenling, and Lance caught one that was about 14 inches. So I hooked that up and sent it down. They wouldn't touch. It was just, you know how the, like the size is just a little too big. And, yeah, and that's yeah. the key to that live it bait is. thing is you've got to have the right size for live sure. bait. I ran that 14-incher for an hour, and he was. I had him hooked nice, and he was just swimming. And then Lance caught another little dude, like yeah. seven inches. So I brought the big guy up. I hooked him. I said, "You're lucky You're today, down. buddy." See you, dude. And I let him go. <laughs> I put that little one on, sent it down, and I knew I, I put it in the rod holder, and I back to my lancer. But I'm just watching it, and pretty soon I see it start to go down. I run over there, I flip the bale. Oh, and let feed him, fed feed him. him. Yep. Take it out of the rod holder, reel down real slow, and burn, burn. There he is. <laughs> And you just know when it's a good one. Oh, yeah, man. And so I loves I, that rod. I just start reeling real slow. And at that point, Lance, Matt's just running the boat. Lance gets the net. I'm like, get, you got to get the net in the water. Get ready. Here he comes. Boom. And we got our biggest ling caught of the day. And uh, and at that point, I think we had one more ling cod to get. And we had 17 rockfish in the boat. We're, we're, yeah, it was money. Yeah, it was like, that's, that's and huge. we caught so, the rest of our fish and went in. Two reactions to that. Number one is the fastest, generally when somebody gets seasick on the ocean, that's it. They're, you're not going to fix them. You can't give them, you can't give them Dramamine and, and, and fix them. But Jeff Palcoa had a relief band that he brought on board and slapped on Shane when Shane got sick that time and it fixed him. I will, so I'm, I'm going to keep, a relief band on the boat for somebody like that. That's that's point number one. Point two is is kind of more of a question where you were using the Puget Pounders, and I remember the last time that you and I were out at Nia Bay doing that deal with Gugs and and, and Shane and a bunch of other people, um, we were using the Puget Pounders-type jigs, and they were pretty snaggy. Are the Lancer or the little pencil Lancers a little less snaggy because, well, because your, their your lead hook, head is on top? Yeah, your hook is, you know— 
turned up. Turned up. And they swim right. Yeah. Where so here's one thing so about So that's a better that's a better black rock deal than than the stick jigs. Than the than the Puget Pounder uh, style or well, Point Wilson Dart. I'm gonna tell you, Lance probably caught more fish than there's, I did. There's no because, doubting their effectiveness. Because that's what they were feeding on. They were yeah. feeding on candlefish down yeah. there. And I'm running a like a three ounce lancer glow because right. I was kind of I wanted to catch more lingcod, right? Um, but no, I, <laughs> I ran that lancer all day, but I, I'm running an assist hook off the yes. back of it. Yes, because I also it, it's to, a long jig, dude, and there's not a lot of hook area. I also wanted to test that. So, like the first three drops, I dropped it without an assist assist hook, and, and it, I'd feel him bite it. <laughs> They just had the tail. And nothing. Yeah. And bite it and uh-huh. nothing. So I did that about three drops. I pulled it in. I put the assist hook on, ran it back down, and nothing bit that thing the rest of the day that didn't get a hook in get its stapled, face. Get stapled. No question about it. All right. So we haven't even started the show yet, and we haven't even really talked about what, what we're doing on the show today. So let's let's talk about that. And then, uh, but but that's that's a, that's a good that's a good coastal fishing story, and and, and uh, there's there's going to be a lot more of that again. The ocean's flat, calm. The ocean's open for business. Bottom fishing. Really was kind of a non-issue last Saturday when it opened out of Westport, but boy, the ocean really has laid down and behaved for people. So um, we we do have a bunch of stuff to do. First off, when you're offshore, you need to keep an eye on the weather, and and that's what Sirius XM helps you do. Dan Dickerson, Sirius XM's director of Marine Aviation Services, is jumping in with us a little bit later to talk about both fish mapping, um, Sirius Marine weather, and of course. The Tom Petty Radio Channel, which our radio is you know, the, you know the fish have to be like, really? Now <laughs> really? they're mapping us <laughs> from satellites? These guys are not but, playing fair. But the, the the cool thing is the upwelling and the downwelling and the weed lines oh, and all yeah. kind of stuff. So Dan's going to jump in and talk to us about that. Then um, the aforementioned uh, promise of talking about hunting, uh, our, our good friend Kelly Reardon, who knows everything about Hood Canal, hunting, hunting and fishing. This guy is just absolutely sharp. He uh, He... Ping me last week and he goes, Hey, listen, we need to talk about R3. Well, I go, What's R3? What's R3? <laughs> this is part of WDFW's 25 year plan. R3 is recruit, retain, and, and reactivate. We're going to reactivate you. We're going to reactivate hunters and anglers across the state. But Kelly is the R3 hunting coordinator. He's going to talk about some really cool events that are going on with that. And then the hottest fishing report, even though the coastal stuff for bottom fish is doing good, it really didn't match what I heard from David Dietrich on the Sea Run Cuddy and resident coho front in the South Sound. I mean, I, I read in the Northwest Outdoor Report, I love you said the resident coho are chewing the paint off the bottom of the boat. Is that what you said? Yes, awesome. dude. He, I when I talked to him, it was like somebody plugged. David Dietrich into a light socket because he was just, you can't believe it right now. This is what South Sound fly angling is all about. And he threw some numbers out there. So, so stay tuned for that. So we got a, we got a bunch of stuff to cover. David's and, uh, always a great Oh, interview. dude, for sure. But, uh, but we also, you know, while you were messing around, I was doing the hard work at North of Falcon meetings this week. We're going to talk about that. But, uh, hey, listen, uh, heads up, uh, a month from today, roughly, Join us at Harbor Marine on April 15th for the first annual North Sound Marine Expo for a morning of shrimp, ling, and gear seminars and gear giveaways from vendors and manufacturers. This is going to be a cool event. We're actually broadcasting live from Harbor that day, and it's kind of like the ling and shrimp seminar we did last year but on steroids because mm-hmm. we got a, there's a bunch of vendors, tackle manufacturers, and, you know, I mean, folks like Jabsco, folks like... 
um, you know, uh, Gil Rangier. And, and in fact, the super cool thing is they have brought in just about an entire store of Gill gear. And if you've never seen Gill fishing gear, you need to check it out. But Jabsgo is going to be there. Uh, Bomac SMI, again, Gill's going to be here. Magma Barbecues, Cal Framo, Sierra's going to be there. I mean, you know, just a whole bunch of folks. So I hope you can join us there. The first annual, excuse me, first annual North Sound Marine Expo at Harbor Marine on, on April 15th. We'll be there. All right, we're going to pop up. Give us 90 seconds. Load up that text toy, 866-979-3776. That's also Reverse Chine Hotline, brought by Wellcraft Duckworth, 866-979-3776, powered by Yamaha Outboards. Um we're going to be right back. We need to talk uh, about what's on tap this spring. We're only a couple weeks from halibut, a couple more from the trout opener. Let's sneak a peek at salmon, in salmon, at salmon seasons here in 90 seconds here on the outdoor line. Seattle Sports Station 710 and 710 app. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the outdoor line on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to the outdoor line, Seattle Sports 710 and Seattle Sports app. I'm Tom Nelson. That's Joey Piper and Matt Nelson running the board back there. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Appreciate you being there and listening. What's on tap this spring? Already trout plants from uh, yeah. There's a bunch of bunch of trout being dumped in our local lakes all over the state. Um, you know, and with this weather we're having, it's a great time to get out, take the kids trout fishing. But we got you know we got we have halibuts right around the corner and and uh, at Ray's bait we've been busy little beavers. Putting up the, the halibut bait, we've been dying herring so, blue. And okay, we got I support. Squid. I support the blue dyed herring halibut program. Well, we. I don't know what it, is there. A, like a UV enhancer in that? We're not. We're not yeah. using a UV dye, but okay. what it does is it definitely. I think that blue, that blue shows up better deeper, right? Just it must. Does. It, I don't and, know. And but, when you put them in the water, as they're going down. They almost kind of glow, and they're, bl- and they're big black labels. They're, they're big monsters, black labels. Yeah. Um, we started doing it like I don't know five years ago or something, and kind of had to do it. Mike Morgan was doing it, and guys really liked it, so we started to do it. And it's kind of a pain in the butt. I mean, it's you're dealing with blue dye; it ends up everywhere at our shop. My guys end up blue. Uh, so the whole <laughs> month of March, I have they're walking blue, around with blue hands. Yeah. Blue uh, fellas walking around the shop, but the blue man group at at, uh, at raised baits. It works. Yeah, um, it, oh, so. there's there's no question. And, and I mean, you sent send us up to Sitka with a with a veritable borgeshmord, you hodgepodge know, a, of bait, it, everything, right? You know, mackerel and herring and squid and octopus and everything else. And 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 I watch and see what goes, you know, what goes down and what comes up. With with halibut and, and and there's something about those those big dyed blues they can't keep their grubby little lips off them. And yeah, so, I'm, I'm excited. to yeah, see too. What, what goes weeks, down? Three weeks. Here. Yeah, we're, I think we're, our we're, halibut season is going to be really really I good. I think so guys. too. I think so too. We got uh, it's going to open up on the sixth, and then um, you know it's I I, I want to. Rob Ensley always used to call, you know, a, a, a tough start to a season kind of fits and starts, right? Fits and starts. And that's kind of what I'm getting out of the Columbia. There still has not been an honest-to-gosh Springer over Bonneville Dam this month. We got really, really low water temperatures and, and, and you know, big enough flows. Some guys are getting them like onesie, twosie. You know, I've heard a couple bites of Warrior Rock. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, not really anything going on, you know, at, as, at least as far up as Portland yet, you know, and, and, and the I-5 bridge, you know, and a few down there. But a bunch of – were you telling me a story about a bunch of 
pinnipeds grinding on people's uh, quick fish? Yeah, yeah. Heard it uh, from Jody Mather. He's been a, a guide down there in the Columbia since 96, and he's so he's seen a lot of Springer seasons, and he said he's never seen this many uh, sea lions down there, kind of around the Kathlamet area. And, I mean, and, and when we know that a lot of those sea lions follow the smelt up. And there won't be... A recreational dip season. No, I saw year. that. Yeah, so which um, is a bummer, but but he he actually said that guys stopped running wraps on their quick fish because the really? sea lions are eating their quick fish. That's insane, so. dude. Yeah, that's I I'd not heard that one before. Uh, meanwhile, North of Falcon One uh, took place on Wednesday, and, and WDFW took some input from um, from the public with regard to our to our seasons, and there and a draft season came out. Where we're going to get a where where WDFW is proposing a July first opener in Marine Area Five and Marine Area Six. We're just talking about Puget Sound right now. Um, we're going to we're going to get some more information on the ocean as well. We're we're right now we're looking at the same season structure with regard to um, areas seven and nine, where we're going to get a July thirteenth proposed opener right now. Again, these are season proposals. Nothing is written in stone at all. The same three-day-a-week deal, so opening up on July 13th, running the 13th, 14th, and uh, and and 15th, um, and that's going to be, you know, and, and then so the, so three-day starts. Um, right now, they're proposing a non-selective coho season, which is great news, in both marine areas 8 and 9 and 10, um, and, you know, and, and, of course, the South Sound, too. Because before we'd been struggling mightily in marine areas, I mean, we didn't even have an opener in Marine Area 8. But now since uh, we reached escapement last year in the Snohomish system and um, escapements up to for, in the Stilly as well, they're out of that critical recovering stock phase. So we got a little bit, a little bump now. In the Skagit, that's not the case. If, if you remember back in 2000, yeah, 2021, you and I were sitting in a goose blind in 70 freaking degrees and swatting flies, mm-hmm. wondering what the heck's going on here. And we had an early snow and and just knocked the heck out of our coho stocks on the Skagit and the Nooksack in particular. So we're in in kind of a critical stock recovery phase in 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 in, in the Skagit this year. So that means our allowable take is going to get dropped down. So it's going to, it remains to be seen what's going to happen in the Skagit on coho. But but for right now. With the addition of humpies this year, we're we're looking at a, at a pretty solid season structure. Now, can something happen between now and then with the talks between the state and the co-managers? Absolutely. But right now, we're getting a much better package. And I have to say that that after the ugly debacle that was last year, communication between WDFW and the public has been much better. And, I, and I'm grateful for that because I'm not about the freaking conflict and crap. I want to see a fair transparent process and it's and I'm not saying we're there 100% yet but it sure looks better than it did this time last year with regard to communication from WDF for sure so, yeah all right. all right we're going to pop out of here for a quick break Dan Dickerson Sirius XM Marine Aviation Services listen <clears throat> you do not have a reliable cell offshore and if you don't think current weather information is absolutely a safety issue you think again okay Dan's going to tell us all about it here next in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App.
Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI Shellfish Gear is simply the best. BOMAC, we catch big fish. Welcome to the Tech Line here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and Seattle Sports app. So, our cell phones have become absolutely ubiquitous. We, we use them for news, we use them for communication, obviously, but we also use them for weather, and that's where a lot of boaters can get in trouble because you don't have great complete cell phone cell phone coverage on the water joey we left nia bay and we just ran what i mean i think it's maybe five miles yeah and bloop, bloop, nothing. nothing yeah nothing you know you know the kind of nothing where <laughs> once you get back to nia bay your phone still doesn't have anything for like an hour our next guest has a solution to that issue he's dan dickerson sirius xm director of marine aviation services good morning mr dickerson how you doing morning dan Good morning, guys. How are you? Well, we're we're better, and 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 we feel that that we're safer on the water with with weather on the Sirius app. And I can't. I, I've had a couple occasions where it's. I've, I've dodged electrical storms. I've been able to run from other issues, and it's as much as anything else. It's a convenience, but to me, it's it's a vital piece of safety gear on on my boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. You're having a nice mild day out there. I see. I, I turned on my machines this morning, um, and I'm sitting here looking at them. I'm, you know, I'm looking at a Garmin right now. I got my uh, my weather information up. I'm looking at a Simrad. I got my fishing information up. Uh, and uh, you know, it, what I'm looking at is here, sitting back here on the East Coast. Uh, I'm seeing what's going on out there just as easily as you could be seeing it sitting on your boat. Um, and you're right. You know, you, you get six miles offshore, you lose your cell phone coverage. You really need to know what's going on out there. And, you know, you guys, it's interesting looking at it right now. You, you, winds are five knots, like yep. variable out of the north, northwest right now. But you get offshore, they jump up to 21 knots. Um, so it depends on where you're at. It does. And it's good to have information that can change so quickly. <laughs> you you are not a kidding. And, and now with that weather info, You've also added fish mapping, and last year, because you know we're we're Raymarine guys, and the new Lighthouse Four software opened up fish mapping to us where we hadn't had it before. Identifying areas of upwelling, identifying areas of downwelling, weed lines, and everything else that make you Dan more efficient on the water. You're going to burn less fuel because you have an idea where you need to be, and it lets you rule out a lot of areas. Tell us a little bit about fish mapping, how it developed, and how it can help offshore anglers do their job better and, and fish more efficiently. Yeah, you know, we partnered with this company called Maxar that's provide, been providing information to the commercial fishing industry. They basically have their own satellites. They're looking at ocean. They, um, looking at the ocean. They have a team of oceanographers that are studying us, and they were able to simplify the data. And, uh, you know, we were able to put it on our satellite broadcast. So if you have a compatible receiver like your, your Raymarine Axiom system with the SR200 Sirius XM receiver, you know, you can bring that data, and it puts it right on your chart plotter on your you can put on your fishing page showing all your bathymetric charts and overlay this information and it, it's interesting you mentioned upwellings and downwellings we call that sea surface height anomaly yep. um, you know surface height changes out there and, and and when it when it starts to go down that's not a very good thing and when it starts to go back up it, it's a really good thing can be for fishing and we're able to show you that crisp and clear on screen um just positive and negative numbers you actually want to look for the negative numbers because that's where we're showing you the sea is bottomed out and it's starting to come back up and bring all those good nutrients and stuff up with it and that's absolutely key and and, and the more 
it, it's funny because Joey and I both do seminars at, at, at the Seattle Boat Show, for instance, and we get a lot of questions about that. And I, and I, and I want to make people aware of localized upwellings and, and their importance and, and the fact that that's the oceanographic phen- phenomena that, like you mentioned, Dan, brings cold, nutrient-rich waters from the depths to the surface. And so now you're bringing nutrients and to the surface where they experience daylight, they experience warmer temperatures, and it is like opening up the refrigerator. You're going to collect bait fish at that point. But without this technology, you don't know where that's occurring. And and that's why it's so important to me and, 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 and so interesting to look at it because just like you pointed out, you're on the East Coast right now. You can identify fishing areas right now that guys without this technology on the boat that could be on the water right now are unaware of. Right, right. And then, so that was uplongs and downwellings. Another key feature we do is plankton information. And we've really simplified it. We've got what we call plankton fronts. The oceanographers are looking, and they're telling us where the plankton are building up. Um, and it's a number scale one to four. And it's just a contour line. It's drawn uh, in green, uh, different shades of green. You want to look for the dark green lines. That's a three or a four. If you can find one of those plankton front lines, uh, that's where there's going to be some bait f- fish activity as well. And that's going to lead to way more dead tuna and <laughs> mahi mahi and, you know, all the, all the things we're out there chasing. And, the, the, you know, if you've ever been offshore 50, 60 miles, you're out there in, kind of in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, a storm, if you don't have something like this, you could have a storm pushing in on you and you don't know. And next thing you know, you're in trouble. And, and with the alert service on this, it's going to let you know, hey, there's a big storm cell moving this way. And and like you've done before, Tom, you, you can then move around yep. that and just yep. let it kind of go past you or you can run away from it and dude, get off the dude, water. Dude, I had to dodge an electrical storm coming in from mid-channel bank. Yeah. You know, I mean, and especially the springtime, we, we get weather systems that retrograde. Typically our weather comes from the – our bad weather comes from the south. Our good weather comes from the north. But every now and then you'll get a system that will retrograde be in the mountains and then come out to the west and that's where you get weird temperature contrasts which drive electrical storms and uh i got a, a, a an electrical storm alert and seriously had to run across puget sound and watching lightning bolts hit the water dan i don't know about you but i don't want to be on an aluminum boat with 200 gallons of gas <laughs> that's right you guys you have a lot more metal boats out there than we do back here on the east coast <laughs> yes we do yes and, we and do a, it, that could be scary and you know lightning uh, strike information is a separate layer. You could turn on just that layer and look at it. Um, and, and you as Ray Marine users, uh, it's really cool. You get a little yellow, you know, lightning bolt that shows up on the screen and then it changes color. It, it changes from yellow to gray with its age. And then after 20 minutes, it drops off. So that, that information, if it's a bright yellow, that's two and a half minutes old. If it's gray, that's, you know, 15 minutes old. So you can actually just by watching the color of the lightning strikes, you can see which way that storm is moving. So we've, we've been talking to you for about 10 minutes now, and yeah. we haven't even mentioned tunes. I mean, <laughs> dude, I, I'm, I'm telling yeah. you, we, Joey and I, we, you know, we love Yacht Rock. Well, I love Yacht Rock, right? You know, Joey, been Joey, Joey been forced like to listen it. to Yacht Rock, you know, some, but you know, we got, you know, we got, we got some other buddies that like it too, but Tom Petty Radio, all that kind of stuff, just having that. And, and it's, and it's cool because as soon as we turn the battery switches on in the boat, boom. There's our serious satellite tunes. I know. I love getting down to the boat in the morning, and uh, a lot of times I'm there before Tom, and I open up the boat, fire everything up, and in, in the like in July, 
I get on the boat at like four in the morning sure. sometimes, and boom, the music pops on, and it just you know it gets you it gets it, you going. It's it just like, makes you feel you comfortable. It's just it's just another thing that that of, of familiarity on your boat that just makes you comfortable, Dan. That that you right. know you, you you turn on the batteries and you hear the tunes and and then you yeah, you, you can, start your day you on know, board, man. Pick your channel depending on whether you need wake up music or whether you need cre- cruise mu- music or if you're heading back in. Uh, you know, with a with full uh, ice boxes, you're going to play your uh, your celebration music. Well, I tell you what, some days they bite on yacht rock. Some days you got to go to seven on seventies on seven. You know, they don't. They, some some days you got to you got to go to Roadhouse, right? You, they, they'll bite on only bite on country music. So you got to figure there that out. And those, you know, those metal boats they relay that music into the ocean better than, uh, than the ones back here too. We've done extensive subwoofer studies on salmon bites too, Dan. I just want to point that out too. But but um, you know, so I'm looking at, looking at the website right now, SiriusXM.com. If you go. If you go to subscriptions, you can go down to boats and see what they've got. And as soon as I did that, I also found that you guys have a free trial. Try Sirius yep. XM free. What's that all about? Yeah, well, hey, you know, of course, we want people to we, we want to get you, you know, to try it out and see if you like it or not, as well as, you know, you and I do. Um, so there are free trials, uh, especially fish mapping. You know, that service is up we're at one hundred and twenty five dollars a month if you're looking at the the you know fish mapping information and music and everything um so you need to try it out first make sure you like it before you you shell all that out and we we give you that uh that free trial capability to do that um or if you're just a coastal guy uh you can have two months free of the the coastal service if you're not running offshore if you're just fishing in the bays and so forth uh, but still want that tunes and want that weather information you can get two months free trial i'm just i'm, I'm gonna warn you right now that's a gateway drug to be a lifelong serious <laughs> subscriber right now. It. <laughs> <laughs> well it's and, and 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 all joking aside if you don't think having up to the minute weather information on your boat is something that you should pay pay attention to on the safety side you owe it to everybody that steps on your boat to take safety seriously and use all means available. And, and serious weather info is just one way to do that. Dan, thank you for your time this morning. We sincerely appreciate it. And thanks thank for, for what you're doing here because, with I mean, I had no clue that, that this type of fish mapping was was available in addition to everything else was on board. And you guys are doing a great job, and I just I thank you for it, man. Thank you. Well, we're really proud to be able to, you know, offer this service to the fishing community and the boating community. SiriusXM.com slash marine. Go check it out. Stay connected, especially offshore. He's Dan Dickerson. Dan, thank you so much, and, and uh, we'll let you get back to your, your mid-Saturday morning on the East Coast there, buddy. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, we appreciate Dan. it, man. All right. Coming up next, Ray Marine Picks of the Week here for the last forsaken weekend of winter the, the dying quivers that's of it. winter that's it let's let's get that see you winter <laughs> looking at spring next here on the outdoor line seattle sports station 710 seattle sports app welcome to the outdoor line picks of the week presented by ray marine electronics don't just go fishing go hunting underwater ray marine simply superior so if you're a ray marine guy head over to raymarine.com this morning this is a great time to hit the website, hit the support tab, and under that, find software updates, okay? You, if you keep your gear current, you're going to have a lot of benefits. And, and the latest software is called Lighthouse 4. And a Lighthouse 4, it opens up Navionics, Sonar Charts Live. It opens up the Sirius Fish Map, and we just talked to Dan Dickerson about that. 
previous iterations of Raymarine software did not have some of these capabilities, and 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 uh, we're finding a lot of advantages in what the software developers call the UI or user interface. So, uh, I mean, we were out running the gear yesterday and had absolutely seamless, no problem operation and and a new clarity to the sonar, which is, I mean, dude, we're you know we're we're seeing fish in the bait. And, oh, and, and, and the de- I mean, just the detail that we're seeing now, um, you know, it's always been good, but boy, the, that new sonar module and then the update, it's pretty fun. It's cool. And, and I just, you know, I can't wait for things to get cranking here. So, uh, April 6th, we got help. We got halibut, but uh, I tell you what, we've got, there's a lot of other stuff, other stuff going on right now too. And you, uh, you kind of did a virtual lap around the state, Joey. Sure. Yeah. I check in with everybody. Um, Richard from Kenmore checking in, he says they're still still banging the kokanee and, and the cutthroat on Lake Washington. And I'd heard that earlier too, that for whatever reason this year, the, the kokanee fishing has been really good on Lake Washington. Um, and with this weather, it's probably going to heat up more. We're probably going to start to see Lake Stevens, some early fish, probably not a lot, but guys will start to go out there and poke around. The cowlets, I've, I've been seeing, uh, talked to Todd Daniels yesterday and you know, they're hooking six, eight fish a day. Um, some guys are hooking more than others. Had a couple buddies who are not guides down there banging on them pretty good, man. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about what's going on in the cowlets. Um, and then obviously we, we talked about the bottom fishing out in CQ and Nia Bay. Uh, but – and the salmon fishing hasn't been like spectacular out there this year. But we're seeing good fish. Like the guys who are hitting it and hitting it hard are, are – bringing some really, really nice blackmouth and even I'd call some of those fish, you know, early springers. springers. Dude, that, um, you just showed me a picture of one that's uh, – uh, Dave uh, Miller from yeah. the Everett Steelhead and Salmon Club just sent me a picture here a few minutes ago of three of their club members – and and one of those fish is a dandy dude. You can yeah. just tell by looking oh, at yeah. it. That's a spring. I, and they are. I, I mean, you, you you look at these. You look at them, and, and uh, you can tell by looking at the outside of them. Just, just I mean, the scales are set. Yep, they're not all. You know, they didn't all fall off in the net. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on. We're, we're also going to start to see some of our lakes warm up a little bit when you know we're getting into these sixty degree days. We're going to see some lakes start to warm up, and, and we're going to see a, a you know the bass start to come on. Um, I'm gonna. Actually... Oh, it's gonna happen fast, dude. You know when when you know if you start talking about pulling the lawnmower out, you know pretty soon here comes the skunk cabbage. I go by the skunk cabbage, and the skunk cabbage comes up. That's when the springers the, are here. Yeah, and then the <laughs> then the bass boats start coming out. There you go. Um, That's exactly right. I'm I'm actually gonna go with uh with Nick Kester. He's gonna take me on my first bass fishing fishing nice. adventure as soon as one of the he's got a couple of lakes that he think are going to hit up you know they'll heat up here earlier than others but think about a lot of those lakes that are shallow yep they're going to start to produce yep. the bass a little a lot sooner. of the smaller bodies of water they don't have the, the 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 thermal momentum that keeps them cool right so but conversely that's why lake washington fishes because it's such a big body of water it doesn't experience the, the the huge temperature changes, right? I mean, it does. It gets cold. It gets colder, but it, but then it warms up. Not, it doesn't warm up as fast as some of the smaller bodies of water, and that's why you know some of those big girls in the pre spawn deal are, are going to be available in some of those lakes. And so you can you kind of you know just just like during you know the peak of our steelhead opportunity years ago, where you knew which creek was coming in. After a big rainfall, you know, a lot of the bass guys are tuned in which lakes are warming up and going to produce first. Well, and and talking about creeks coming back into shape first, you know, when I was out there, they had a big rain event. Um, as I was leaving Monday 
driving over the Solduck, the, the Hoco, um, some of these smaller streams on my way home, they were big and dirty. Yep. And then that water started to drop. Oh, boy. And there's been some really good steelhead fishing out Well, and, and we're still just dying. We were told that we're going to get the Skagit and Sock open. We haven't got the word down yet. But I had to hurt myself. And you look at the USGS, uh, you know, current river, river level conditions, and the Skagit is just killing me perfect. 16.2 feet at, at concrete right now, and the sock is just two and a half feet, the, um, th- 3.2 feet, the sock near Sock, Washington. Oh, man, just some of these some of these stations. I mean, these would be the days that I would just you know, be oh. dying to be up on that river right now. Oh. And we've got this perfect little sled to just scoot around on these creeks and just waiting for that sucker to open up. But You imagine being up there, and we've had all this kind of the snow line is yep. down low. You yep. get a nice sunny day up there, and the mountains are capped with snow, and the river looks beautiful. And and uh, you know that river offers some of the some of the biggest, most beautiful wild steelhead in our state. Yeah, there's no question, no question. I mean, you know, you we've all you know we've hooked fish in that Skagit lower sock that we never got to see. You know, I, I mean, typically you're, you're fighting a fish for a while, and he'll show himself and stuff like that. But you know. It, and, and, and a fish that knows how to use the habitat and put a log jam between you and him and, and you know, and just on their heartbreakers, you know. You just, you know that that's potentially the biggest steelhead you've ever, you've got no control over him. No. He is just ripping line off the reel. You're chasing him down river in the boat and, uh, you know, and, and, then, and then you keep going down and he decides, well, he's chasing me. I'm going to go back, back up. up. You know, and that's that's when the hooks come out, or they you know they get around get around a log or something like. that. I reached out to some guys at Westport, um, and here's how you know they're busy out there and they they're on talk, the water. Is, you can't hear anybody. They won't. Well, they will get back to you. Yeah, they, yeah. they didn't get back to me. Takes but, a long uh, time. But, takes a long time to, to clean a hundred black rocks and, and fifty uh, lingcod. Well, and that's the thing. A lot of those guys are you know the six pack guys. They got six clients on board. Yep. They will also usually get their mm-hmm. limit, so they'll kill fourteen <laughs> lingcod and a whole pile of black rocks. They go back there and fillet fish for two hours you know uh but but if you haven't done that i want to say it again um you know all rivers reach out to those guys for sure and go do that that lingcod fishery out in westport it's it's well worth it oh without a doubt without a doubt uh, pay attention to the Marysville Heavy Equipment Contractors Equipment Vehicles Online Auction at J.G. Murphy. This one starts on April 6th. Um, they've got an amazing selection of heavy trucks, uh, contractor trucks, you you name it. They got it. A ro- How about a 2005 Roto Chopper horizontal grinder? I mean, stuff that, that you know, you can't find at these deals. And they got a new facility. J.G. Murphy does 3803 136th in Marysville, Go Go check that out. All right, we're going to bounce out of here for a quick break. When we come back, what is R3 and why is WDFW telling about it? It's a program to recruit, reactivate, and retain hunters and anglers. Kelly Reardon. R3 coordinator for WDFW joining us next during the outdoor line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app.